And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much once again, Mr. John Bon Jovial, our legendary one. And thank you, listeners, for stopping by to pick up another hour of great new music, some talk with the artists who make it, and uh, also one who helps make the artist will be making a return visit to the David Bowers Awards. We want to be sure and shout out to our house band, Titty Bingo, provided our theme song for almost eight years now. We also want to present you with some new music, from another old friend of ours, group called themselves Yo-Yo XNO. They have a new track coming out. This is from their music video of that track, which is called Nothing Without You.
have to wait and see when that song is going to end. It's called Nothing Without You, which is what we would be without you, our loyal listeners out there. It's by a group called themselves Yo-Yo X and O. You can find out a lot about them, all you need to know, really, on their website, which also has a messenger message application built right into it, so feel free. Go check them out. Yo-Yo, as in a yo-yo, Y-O-Y-O, and X-N-O, as in X-N-O. Yo-Yo X and O. Check them out. I think you'll find that they do some pretty interesting sounds, don't they, John? They do. Uh, and this particular tune, I was listening to it, and the feeling that I get, it's got a nice, sultry, crawling king style to it. Uh, yeah, you know, I it, agree. It, it's, it's heavy. I, I think the metal enthusiasts out there would like it. But I also think because of the production values and the music behind it, that there's going to be a contemporary crowd that's going to like it as well. I yeah, think definitely. this could cross barriers like that. I was thinking the same thing when I heard it. This is a little heavier than uh, than a lot of the stuff they have done, but uh, it's a potential crossover song. I like it. I think they'll I think they'll make some waves with it, and uh, they're going to be, I believe, joining us for our Christmas show, which comes up in uh, I don't know another two three weeks, middle of December. I believe they're going to uh, contribute to our Christmas show, and I want to thank them because on their webpage, which we just mentioned to you. They continually carry the David Bowers Awards banner, and we appreciate their saluting us that way. we got to get right on going because we've got an important discussion coming up with a gentleman who's been on the, on the show before. But before we do, I want to give uh, John Bon Jovial a chance to do his weekly hellos. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> it is great to be back once again. Uh, here in uh, sunny southwest Florida, the weather is breaking. We're finally having high temperatures in the 70s, which is wonderful, with uh, low humidity. And this is, this is what you move to Florida for. When it's snowing, it's butt off up in Rochester, New York, or up in Saratoga <laughs> Springs, and, you know, in Pittsburgh. Here, you know, 73, sunny, you can't beat it. You really can't. And uh, I had a great Thanksgiving with the family. The grandkids ran around and went absolutely ape, you know what, berserk. And uh, <laughs> just a lovely time was had by all. Absolutely. I'm glad you did. That's a lot of fun being able to fun around with the grandkids. Ah. Uh, can't beat it. Speaking of you can't beat, you can't beat our friends in Rochester, New York, which uh, John uh, just offended with his snow joke. <laughs> we want to salute uh, our friends at WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio, who carry our show on Saturdays at noon Eastern time. Also, uh, Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio Saturdays. And Armin Spins, 
on WRFZFM Rochester. Also, who's on right after Putback. Check them out. You'll find some music that you haven't heard before, but believe me, it will be interesting and worth checking out. Rochester Free Radio. We want to bring on our next guest right now, right after we listen to a group that he is, uh, well, actually, he shared this with us. They're from Romania. They call themselves Ditka, and the song is Cold Heart.
Cold Heart. That's Ditka from Romania being uh, produced by our next guest, whom you may remember from uh, some time ago when he was on the show here, a British record producer, audio engineer. He's worked with some of the biggest names in the business, not the least of which are Elton John, Led Zeppelin, Twisted Sister. I could go on, but check out his website online. Let's welcome right now, if you would, please, the man himself, as he joins us here on the David Bowers Awards, Mr. Stuart Epps. Hello there. Hello, marvelous. Nice build-up. Thank you for that. Welcome aboard. Hey, you deserve it. Actually, I left out the fact that you not only worked with all these artists, you actually toured with some of them. I really salute you for all the work you've done and the tremendous record you have. Speaking of which, you just presented us with a new artist whom we have never heard of, Ditka. Tell us a little bit about Ditka. Well, in fact, that's the first time that's ever been played on the radio, so that's a bit of a scoop for you there i've never heard awesome. it on the radio that's the very first time so you know these days i'm doing what i call remote producing and uh, people can contact contact me via the internet and they might be in america they might be in australia and in this case they were from romania of all places so this lady got in touch and um, it might have been via music x-ray actually which has been a great uh, mike mccready's company it's a great place. To, uh, I've met some great artists there. Anyway, she she had this song. I probably had quite a few songs, but I particularly liked this one. But all she had with it was a guitar and voice. But the guitar and voice was very good. So um, I said, how about me putting the rest of it on? And uh, she allowed me to do that. And actually, it was a it was a great situation because it was the first time uh, I used this this rhythm section who are from your country, they're from Nashville. I got to hear them through um, a country singer that um, has actually done a, a cover version of an Elton song, which is out at the moment. And um, and I, I didn't record the track because they were all American musicians, but uh, I remixed the track, I put backing vocals on it. I was just struck by this, um, it had steel guitar on it as well, you know, lap steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but uh, steel guitar. Just wine steel guitar, guitar yeah. called, but anyway, yeah. I was struck by the steel guitar on this on this track. I just thought it was brilliant, and I found out it was by this guy Rob. But Rob was not only the steel guitar player; he was also playing all the guitars on this track, and he was also the engineer. So I just thought, wow, this guy's brilliant. And I thought perfect for Ditka would be a similar backing. Mm-hmm. So I sent him the acoustic and, and voice, and. Uh, yeah, lo and behold, he put the whole band on this track in, in, in Nashville. When I got it back, I was just over the moon. I mean, he put violins on it, country violins, and steel guitar, acoustic guitar, electric guitars. I had to mix it, and I also did some backing vocals. That's my wife singing the backing vocals. And it just turned out brilliantly, really. And she was the main thing is that she was very happy with it, because you never know, you know, when you take someone's oh, song... Of course. And, and you kind of produce it, and they're not even involved, really. That uh, And actually, she didn't quite see it as a country. She didn't see it as quite that country. Um, mm-hmm. But she was very happy with it, and uh, and it's it's being released. It's not released yet. It should be released, I think, on Thursday or, or sometime this week, maybe early next week. So uh, And she's a very lovely girl, and she nor- she's quite well-known in her own country, mm-hmm. <clears throat> normally singing in Romanian. Right, but I think the thing with her is that uh, 
you would not I wouldn't be able to tell she was Romanian. I mean she sounds like an American no, absolutely country, not. country singer. She's it's kinda of unusual really because usually you get uh, some sort of hint of an accent which can often ruin a record. Really? Um, and I, I was really surprised when I first listened to yeah. it. I had to go back and check my notes. Uh, are you sure he said Romania? I mean, Are you uh, sure that... he said Romania? <laughs> really? I've never even heard of that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've heard of it, but we've never had yeah. music on by a Romanian artist. And no. this is really a great track. And what a, yeah, what a wonderful absolutely. job we like all it. have done putting it all together. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that she liked it. You also mentioned yeah. another another soft spot in my heart. I've had a love affair with steel guitars since I was a little kid. Never had the opportunity to learn to play one, and that's one of the big Good. regrets You're in my life. You're probably lucky there, because <laughs> we had a steel player in um, who actually played on a lot of Alton John songs, mm-hmm. and uh, he was also in, in a band that I was managing with Kiki D, the singer, and he, yeah. he was he's probably one of the top steel players in the U.K., but the but you know he toured with us and that instrument is like no it's like no other really it's it's not even it, I mean it's got strings on it so you can see it's an instrument but otherwise it's got pedals and right, gears you know. and it's incredibly complicated. One of the so, one um, of the original one of the first and original electric instruments uh, in that case in that respect it was years ahead of its time. Uh, John Bonjour, yeah, I, I know so. you want to get in here and say hello. Yeah, well, Stuart, first of all, you know, welcome back. It is great to have you back on the show again. Yeah, I uh, But I, I want to I back up just a little bit to, uh, to the, the young lady herself, Ditka. As I was listening to the, the music, and it was the first time I've heard it, because uh, I don't get to hear the stuff until we play it on air. And the thing that really stepped out to me and made its presence known is there's such a, a sweetness and pureness to her voice that I don't think oh, I've heard nice in any... I, I think that some, <clears throat> the last time I may have heard a voice that was as pure as that was probably Tammy Wynette. And, wow. uh, you know, and that, goes, that goes back away. As a programmer, a former programmer, I could see two formats that this is going to go on. And I don't know if you have this phenomenon over in the UK, but here there's a format called New Country. And I, I can right. see putting it on a new country formatted station, oh, but I could also yeah. see it crossing over to a soft adult contemporary station as well, and being yeah, strong in, in, uh, in both genres. Uh, so well, that would be uh, very nice. Off, sir, you did a nice job with it. You really did. And you must give me a recording of this interview because I've got to get it to to Ditka because she won't have. Uh, she'll be very pleased to Absolutely. hear your comments. I'm sure. <clears throat> this is the first time she's had a release in. Uh, the UK or the USA, so it's a really new and a big step for her, really. Sure. Maybe even singing in English. I don't think she's sung in English that much. And and you're absolutely. That's what struck me as well. The beautiful purity in her voice, and it also struck the musician uh, Robbie, as I was telling you. He just fell in mm-hmm. love with it. He just said, "We're doing this. I love it." I used to years ago. I worked for uh, when I was in Tampa uh, at WSUN Radio, and I worked for a program director named Art Wander. A little name dropping there, but uh, his idea of programming was to do texture programming, and essentially, it didn't necessarily matter that the artist may not be well known, but did it right. fit the concept of what we were yeah, trying to yeah. do? And I think because Dick yeah. is not well known, she could become well known if it is introduced to one of these radio stations. And I, and I, I think right. it can work very well. I mean, you know, as, right. a, you know, as an example, 
we played, we were one of the first country stations in the United States to play Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young Teacher Children. It definitely has a country uh, feel, but it was a bunch yeah. of, you know, a bunch of hippie drug rockers, which, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, right. which, yeah, which, it was a country against everything right. the country stood for back yeah. then, but it worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of country influence in, in uh, CSNY. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, we are so happy to have you here with us for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that you are announcing a new endeavor on top of all the other things that you are either doing or have done in the past. You have something new to announce. Well, that's right. Yeah, I formed this uh, new label called the Epps, Epps Records. I did release a track actually with an American girl um, about a year ago, but um, I don't know. It, didn't, uh, it was a great track, but anyway, since then, I've, I've now signed this young lad. That was the main thing really that this young lad Liam came along Liam Price and I just thought well, I definitely want to produce this but uh, I'm really excited to release it as well so I sort of uh, resurfaced the uh, Epps label and now I've really going to town to um, to promote not just Liam but also the label and now we've got uh, Ditka on it as well and in fact um, which I'd love you to play when it's finished, but we're also, I'm also working, I haven't really told you, with a, a, a young guy while well, he's in his mid-30s, but the, it's very, very exciting because his surname happens to be Donegan. And um, I don't know if you know, he had a fairly famous father who was called Lonnie Donegan. Lonnie Donegan, yes, I remember yeah, it well. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, you know, and his son Pete is a great country, uh, is a country again, me and he's done um, a really great song that I've produced that we've done together. In fact, it's funny because that's got steel on it as well, but it was an English guy. And uh, hopefully that will be coming out on the Epps label as well. So it's quite exciting. Uh, got some great product coming out. Awesome. Yeah, I remember Lonnie Donningham, the King of Skiffle, which was uh, yeah, virtually Skiffle. unknown here. Absolutely. Un virtually unknown here in the country, in the, uh, in you, the States. Did he do a lot of things with Van Morrison? Yes, he did, and Pete is very um, friendly still with Van, because Van was a big fan of his dad's. But actually, that's the thing with um, with Lonnie Donegan is that there were so many um, artists from the 60s and 70s that, that they were such big fans of Lonnie Donegan that they were very happy to know him. Uh, you're talking about Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, you know, all the great uh, greats, really that they mm -hmm. learned so much from this guy because he, it was a completely, it was a different style, skiffle, and it was really skiffle that developed into a lot of rock music when it got heavy, you know, it became more heavy. But he was so uh, passionate, Lonnie, and he was always on the TV in the UK. Yeah, he was a great sort of star, really. So his son is um, emulating him, really, and his son's a great guy. In fact, it came, it came, it came because I was doing a competition with a, a music platform and I was going through all these tracks and suddenly this Pete Donegan camp comes up and I'd always I'd heard about him and I always wanted to work with him I was very happy to make him the winner of the uh, of the show and um, and the, the prize was for me to produce him so I was very happy mm -hmm. very good yeah. yeah I remember Rock Island Line was the first place I heard that's it the, Rock Island Line it, it was kind of funny because we looked at that as an American well, what we would now call Americana. It was a very American song. That's it. And yeah, here, is this, yeah. here is this Britisher doing an American yeah. song in a new style yeah. of British music that we had never heard before. It was crazy. We really took notice of it. It's one of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you've got a uh, you've got a heck of a solid base 
for your label now. Yeah, it does, what, doesn't it? What do you what do you got what do you got in mind for the future of this? Well, that you know, these things are for the future, really. So there's other there's other tracks, there's other artists that uh, I'm working with, which are completely unknown, and um, you know, we'll just see. I mean, this is enough for me to start with because Liam, we've already got one single out, and now it's a bit of a crazy thing. But we're putting this Christmas record out, which is a bit crazy, you know, following so quickly on to the last one. But it's just there, and I just thought we've got to do it, so we're going to put it out. And uh, and then with Ditka coming out almost the same time, I mean, actually on the label as well is a talking book CD that I've made, which is uh, my early years with Elton John. So that's coming out oh, on the label as well. You know, I mean, everyone's been yeah, I've heard about Instagram for, for years, really, I suppose. And then mm. people are talking about tick. TikTok, which I've tried to avoid. I mean, I've tried to <laughs> pretend it'll go away, that I don't have to. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, that it's something I definitely don't need to get involved with. But of course, I have to. So I was going to employ someone, and that I couldn't, I know, it didn't seem to work out. So I've just been doing it myself, getting involved in Instagram and TikTok. And if it wouldn't be for the label, I wouldn't do it. But obviously, it's, it's you know, it's fun to sort of promote sure. a record label. You can. You can say all sorts of things. I can show people around the studio and film people in the studio. And you've got this great, it is a great platform, really, both TikTok and, uh, I mean, there are some some weird stuff on it that you have to try and <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> sort of avoid looking at, which is not easy. You know, they're the good platforms, and, and uh, I'm kind of enjoying all that. I've got a couple of thousand fans on Instagram and, you know, a thousand or whatever on TikTok and it's fun to be able to connect with people yes. that that, mm -hmm. that easily, really. You know, they're human beings. They're mm -hmm. people somewhere or other that you don't have to go through a record company or whatever. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, we we Absolutely. made a jump to uh, Instagram. We haven't touched on TikTok yet. And as you yeah. mentioned or as you alluded to, uh, we might want to hire somebody to do it for us. To be honest, <laughs> it's a piece of cake. I mean, all you do is you point the you point the phone at something, the camera, and press the red button, and whatever you're pointing at is now being recorded, like you would when you're doing a home video, and uh, and then you you can put music to it. Uh, they're very quick because on TikTok, um, I actually did. I, I was doing a talk about when I worked with um, Jimmy Page and uh, and John Bonham, and we were doing this Bonham track, and I sort of used it in the. Uh, I used it while I was filming, and as soon as I tried to put it on TikTok, they were, they got rid of the music because they said, you know, you're not licensed to do this, that, and the other. Yeah, and I know. What was amazing, though, they even managed to erase the music and leave my voice, which I thought, well, that's clever. Well done. So, you know, it's not really difficult. And then if it's something you don't like, you can always erase it again. I mean, to be honest, guys, you know, then you get these people writing to you to tell you that they can... Uh, if you pay them, you know, hundreds of dollars, oh, yes. they mm -hmm. they can get you thousands of fans immediately. Yeah, yeah, we're flooded. And that with really those. is a load of old. It's a load of old rubbish. Absolutely. You know, somehow they're somehow they're faking the numbers because they're they're not real people. There's not people oh, yeah. uh, suddenly clicking on all these. It's just a complete scam. So you've you've I, got to avoid that. It. Anyway, I love it when I get them because you know I know immediately that these are amateurs who don't know what the heck they're doing or they wouldn't be yeah. contacting me because I'm not a I'm not a recording artist and uh, right, right. trying to hype me on this trash but uh, and yeah. it goes with the territory yeah. 
Now you've got. Yeah. It sounds like you've got something really going there, and I am personally I looking so, forward yeah. to hearing some of the stuff you've got coming up, keeping in touch with you, yeah. so that we know, you know, so we get to hear these new artists. Uh, I love that. That would be one of the things yeah. I love the most about what we do. And before we let you go, we have another one of your uh, your productions here with the gentleman you mentioned, Liam Price. Tell us about right. Liam Price and his Christmas song. <clears throat> yeah, well, Liam. Um, Prior to the Christmas song, uh, his mother got in touch with me via my website, and uh, she was looking for a producer. I heard a couple of tracks, and what immediately struck me was his voice. I mean, I just thought, wow, this is great. I love this sort of voice. It reminds me a bit of Michael Jackson, uh, Craig David, uh, even a bit of Stevie Wonder. But then, you know, she says that this this guy's 15. (laughs) So... um, I'm thinking, well, that's very, very young these days to hear someone with this quality voice. So I was very interested. And uh, and then I, I listened to one particular song quite a lot, which was called Disappear. Uh, then he came in the studio. And, um, I mean, that sealed the deal, really, when he came in the studio. He's an absolutely lovely lad, absolute pleasure to be with anyway. But when he... Uh, when he got him, well, first of all, he put a bit of keyboard down. He's not the greatest, could play the song fine, and he had a good feel. In fact, when he was sitting at this piano where I'm sit- sitting now, there were sort of reminiscences of, uh, of Elton, to be honest. I, I don't know, there's something about when he was sitting there playing the piano mm. and singing the song, I sort of was thinking a little bit of Elton. But um, anyway, then he, he put down a, a guide vocal, but as I say, guide vocal, I mean, he sang it absolutely perfectly start to finish. Oh. I think that was the one that we ended up using. I mean, there wasn't a fault in it. He's in tune. His phrasing is amazing. That rhymes very well. His phrasing was amazing. And then he yes, put some harmonies <laughs> on. Yeah, mm. and this guy's just got, he's got like a, he's almost like an, a, an electronic uh, harmonizer. He just harmonizes like thirds and stuff like that perfectly, brilliantly. And I asked him who taught him that, and he said no one taught him that. He just does it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit of a wow. And then we we yeah. put that out, and then uh, there was a Christmas record that he'd record. He wrote. It's pretty much the first song he's ever written. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this Chris this Christmas song he actually wrote when he was twelve. Wow. And uh, yeah. And when I the more I listened to it, the more I thought, you know what? That's a pretty good record. So. Uh, we um, we produced that. I produced that, and he did all the vocals again brilliantly. Yeah, we shared so that. Just, yeah, we yeah. shared that release with uh, with our listeners here a few weeks ago, oh, and wow. we're about to go yeah. and uh, share this one with him, which is why I mentioned his very nice of having you mentioned that on the show before. Want to thank you so much for coming and joining us. I know you had to stay up a little no late problem. to do this. We're very appreciative yes. of that. And we look forward to hearing Wonderful. more from you in the future and your new artist Marvel. on your new label, Epps Records. Thank you very much, Stuart. Brilliant. And tell, please tell your viewers and your listeners to get in touch if they're in bands, if they're solo artists, because I follow quite a lot of your people that follow you, and there seems to be a lot of artists there that follow you. Okay. Give them, give them your, uh, your email or your website, yeah, whatever well, address you'd like the them to write you to. Yeah, the website is Stuart. S T U A R T Epps E P P S www.stuartepps.co.uk. That's basically it. Gotcha. I mean, if you Google Stuart, if you Google Stuart Epps, it will come up all over the place. I anyway. was just going to say but, they can Google you, or they can write me, and I'll be glad to put them yes. in touch with you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Stuart. 
Yes. Thank you very much. You. All right, guys. Uh, night, night. Speak soon. You too. Have a good night. Thank you so much, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Mr. Stuart Epps. And here is one of the artists on his new label, Epps Records. Liam Price on the tune is his Christmas song, You're My Best Gift. <laughs> Bells ringing, people singing at Christmas time. People shopping, filling stockings for this one night. I don't need a mistletoe, I don't need the winter snow. I just need you right here. You're the only thing that I've had Santa to bring me this year. Cause you're my Blue. 
about Sun King Rising is Mr. John Blangero. Hello, John. Well, wait a minute. Thanks for having me. There we go. Let's try that again, John. We, uh, for some reason, the mic didn't come in. Let's try it again. I'll give you a real short one. Let's talk to the man himself. Here he is, Mr. John Blangero. Hello, John. Hello. How are you tonight? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, so happy to have you here with us, and what a sound you got there. I I have to jump in, and I know John Bon Jovial, my co-host, is going to slap me side of the head for stealing some of his thunder. He always asks about your influence in muses, but I've got to ask you, have you ever heard of a guy named David Clayton Thomas? 
Oh, yeah. And it's not the first time I've heard that comparison either, yeah. yeah I was thinking the same thing. When I first heard you, I said, this guy took lessons from David Clayton Thomas. <laughs> Great sound there. Great sound, John. Really love it. Glad to have you here with Thank us. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about this. Is your This is a one-man project, This uh, the sound of Sun King Rising. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's a it's a solo project, uh, but in fact, it involves it's all real musicians. My backing band is, I think we have about ten people currently, so it's real horns, real players, awesome. real organic kind of music. You know, uh, we we try to record in the same room as much as possible, and certainly the rhythm section in the same room. We just want that. You know, I love that kind of uh, early 70s uh, uh, muscle souls, uh, mm-hmm. southern soul, southern rock kind of sound. So, and, and that's what we've been going for. Now, you, you package all of this out of Port Isabel, Florida, which is right out there on the water, what, just, just northeast of uh, Brownsville, right? Right. It's Port, Port Isabel, Texas, of course, yeah. Right. Of right course, in the. Yes. Uh, Right in the mean to leave delta, that out. the delta of the Rio Grande River. Yeah. <laughs> now, is is music a big thing in Port Isabel? Because I don't know anything about that area. Uh, so it is. So it's primarily you get a lot of uh, Tejano and music like that from the great Mexican American community and the oh, okay, and the border yeah. flavor. But there's a lot of blues down here too. You know. But, well, but my band question. actually is primarily. Is primarily based in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Pennsylvania. Oh, all right. That that really gives you a uh, <laughs> a strange profile. That, you know, a little bit of the a little bit of the Tejano influence, a little bit of the Pittsburgh influence, and uh, <laughs> you marry it well. <laughs> you do it well, John Bon Jovial. You're sitting there with a smug look on your face. Have you forgiven me for stealing your your question there? This one time, yes, yes, indeed, okay. I will. Well, John, welcome to the show. It is great to have you with us. And uh, the you. music is just, it, it, I tell you what, this one song that I just heard, first time I've heard it, because as I tell all of our guests, I don't get to hear the music before we actually play it on our air. And I love that horn section. I mean, that kind of just absolutely kicks ass. And I, I think you did a really nice job. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Tower of Power. It's a uh, matter of fact, we're, we're, we're working on maybe getting one of the original founders of Tower of Power on with us, which is going to be a conversation for another day. But I, I really like the way that you put the horn section together and the guitar and everything. It, it blends. It Thank seems you. pretty seamless to me. Yeah. It, it, I really don't have any question, just kind of a praise. I mean, it, it, it's, it does have the David Clayton Thomas feel to it, but at the same time, it, it's definitely not blood, sweat, and tears. And, no, it's uh, so right. You know, you've, kind of, you've set yourself apart, and that's really important. Yeah, that's a good thing. You, you've yeah, got well, the style and the feel, the, the, the guttural sound, the, the movement of it, uh, but you didn't, you didn't get your own stamp on it. And we've got a real southern feel going. I was, uh, I was born to a southern mama, and I was raised in – gospel so i'm always have that that uh southern thing going and just my love of you know those great records from from stacks and 
Malico oh, yeah. records and places yeah. like that. You know, singers like Bobby Blue Bland, you know, and, uh, very influenced by that. And, and writers, you know, guys like, I'm, I'm primarily a piano player and I write all the songs also. And I'm very influenced by Leon Russell, you know, and, and his work with Joe Cocker and mm-hmm. a big Van, Mo- Van Morrison fan, you know, all, all these great uh, very you draw soulful, from all the greats, yeah. Uh, many many influences. I try to to bring it all together into one gumbo. And you do a good job. Of, I was I was really impressed with the fact when you said that you use all live musicians. You're not you know just prelaying all the tracks yourself. I like the uh, the the feel of a bunch of people getting together, putting all of their different roots and feelings and influences together to create a sound. I think that's that's just something that's special when you do that. And uh, I love the fact that you get got to be able together. to capture them. You know, you got to be able to capture the magic is what the way that we think of it. So we don't, you know, there's no auto tune. There's nothing fake right. on this record. You know, it's, it's, it is how it is played. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's important because, you know, if you want to play this, this stuff out live, you need to be able to, to, to bring an authentic experience to it. And exactly. I just have fantastic, yep. fantastic players. And I really benefited from having a producer. Uh, Ace Acker produced this, and he was a, kind of a, in, a, in a band from the 70s called Law that, that just missed making it. They had toured with mm-hmm. The Who and whatnot. Ace is a real musical genius, and he helped put this whole thing together and of course, I had a lot of support from the record company, Peacock Sunrise Records. So, it's uh, it was a real labor of love, and, and we're just finishing up the second album. Actually, I'm just I'm in the studio awesome. tonight. We're and we're uh, we're uh, finishing up the second album, which is much oh. in the same vein. We should have planted a mic well, you know, there, and you, you, you know, eavesdropped on you. Yeah, you had me <laughs> when you when when you mentioned auto tune or the lack thereof. That caught my attention because, uh, as anybody that knows me knows, I think that auto tune is something that should be against the law. It it, it just it it I, I hate auto tune. I, I just I really do. And uh, I'll put it to you this way: my my view of of auto tune is, if you have talent, if you know what you're doing, if you can play the guitar or the piano or whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you can do it well. You don't need auto-tune. Auto-tune to me is, I don't know, makes untalented people sound talented, and uh, it's just not right. I don't like the sound of it. You can instantly tell when it's being used, and it's massively overused. You know, I don't mind people getting it right. You know, we'll do a lot of takes to get things right. I'm reminded of a story of the, the great singer, Dusty Springfield, who did oh, a yeah. great yeah. album based in Memphis, right? Just mm-hmm. amazing. And, and Dusty fantastic. was so obsessive with her vocals that I mean, she would drop, she would redo single words until she found the, until she got the the phrasing perfectly right. So, mm-hmm. she, you know, she she drop in single words and as they were uh, overdubbing. You know? So right. yeah, that's how obsessed she was. But it, you know, it was all. It all came out of her mouth and her mm-hmm. her vocal cords. And the, she did something the result. with the Pet Shop Boys that was just amazing. You remember that song, What Have I Done to Deserve This, by the Pet Shop Boys, back in the 80s? 
And, Dusty's uh, a soul full of female singers you get, you know. Oh my, yeah. she, she, she. I mean, she just wailed on that thing. It was amazing. Just and that amazing Memphis album, that Memphis album, is a classic. One of my all-time favorite albums. The proof is in the pudding. Yes, it she is. She was, uh, she was attention to detail, and the results paid off. It was an awesome, awesome album. I regret I never got to see her in person. Now you've got this album out now, uh, Delta Tales. Tell us about the album. So Delta Tales is the album that 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 song that you played, Free Will in China Blue, is the is the main single off the album, and Delta Tales is a a set of songs, eleven songs, uh, often around. I I call it thematically coherent because it's got this whole southern vibe to it, and it's songs of uh, you know the the great themes of life. Love, lost love, uh, sin, redemption, damnation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always have that. I always got a bit of that, you know, yeah. r- religious thing going on in my lyrics. So it's, uh, it's, uh, and it breaches uh, southern soul and southern rock. We got some real rocking songs on there, also. You know? Yeah, you do. I, uh, I got to hear the whole album, and uh, Michael at MTS told me to uh, go ahead and pick out. The second cut myself. He he wanted me to play that cut, Free Will in China Blue, and he told me to pick out the one I wanted to play next. I wound up choosing Down the Delta Road, which we'll be playing after we finish talking with you. So tell us a little bit about Down the Delta Road. Sure. Well, Down the Delta Road is one of the more laid back. It even has a bit of a country uh, sound to it. It's a song about a, a guy meets a, a woman who really takes his breath away uh, while he's uh, in uh, Vicksburg of all places and they just it's a lot of evocative uh, lyricism around southern images like magnolia trees and and sweet gospel sounds and things like that it's a uh, it's got a nice nice hook to it it's interesting you picked that it's it's often one of the ones that people bring up as a favorite. Uh, well, so there's a couple you're, of you're, songs that are more laid back like that and a couple of rockers. It's, you know, it's a, it's, uh, we tried to cover a lot of bases in the album. And, and you, did, you did every bit of that. And I picked Down the Delta Road because of the fact that it is a little more laid back, but yet it brings out, it brings out what you're trying to do with the music. You get the feel of it. And uh, I really like that track. Now, we've got about... 30 seconds left, John. I want to give you, as I do all of our guests, a chance to sell yourself. Tell the folks how they can find you, find uh, how to contact you, follow you, and, of course, buy your music. Sure. So all things Sun King Rising can be found at sunkingrising.com, and you'll find pointers to all of our music. You can buy our music anywhere. We have a big following on Facebook. I think we're up to around 14,000 fans. We're currently finishing the second album, and we're planning to take the band out on the road, hopefully in the summer of 2022, in support of both albums because we kind of got we missed out because of COVID on really going exactly, out on the road yes. with this album. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to have you keep in mind now. John Bon Jovial is down in the Naples, Fort Myers area of Florida. I'm out in Tempe, Phoenix area. So uh, if you hit any one of those areas. Give us a holler because I'd love no more than 
have a chance to come out and meet you in person and uh, and definitely hear you in person. So That's keep great. that in mind. It'll That's be a, an open... it'll be a big show. I'll tell you that it's going to be you know it'll be ten eleven people on stage. It's going to be like Joe Cocker and Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Awesome. The more the merrier. I look forward awesome. to it. Ladies and gentlemen, John Langero <laughs> and the album is Sun King Rising. And here he is with Down the Delta Road. Down the Delta Road with Sun King Rising, Mr. John Blangero. We want to thank him. We want to thank Stuart Epps for dropping by today, sharing their music and stories with us. We want to thank you for joining us, John Bon Jovial. It's time to take us home. 
Yes, indeed, it has been a great, great show with some great music on it. And uh, uh, the, these guys at Sun King Rising, I, I like them. They've got a nice, unique sound to them. Very, very well put together band. Okay, folks, hey, you did it again. Thank you so much. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are grateful, seriously grateful for your presence today. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services, including now podpage.com forward slash the David Bowers Awards. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking on the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM, if you go there, and make a donation. We would really appreciate it if you could help out. Click the follow uh, link on the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio, Anchor FM, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and, of course, uh, Facebook, and join us next week. For the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFC-FM 106.3, that's Rochester Free Radio at noon Eastern, and Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers Awards and all of the crew of moronic uh, folks here, I would include myself, I am the lovably and legendary John Bon Jovial, Uh, saying we'll see you next week. Be good to yourselves. Get that booster if you haven't gotten it yet, and uh, let's get rid of this pandemic. We'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.